This is getting better and better. Get some recipes. Look at that. Yes, sir. You haven't peaked yet. Mmm, I just can't, mm, I just can't wait. That's a lesson that games are not played on paper. No. But they're played on the field. I told you guys, I told you. I told you. Welcome to Evolve, a lifestyle brand that disrupts conventional thinking and challenges you to evolve your soul, evolve your body, evolve your mind, and evolve your tribe. And now, it's time to disrupt. You have value, and you are not alone. When I close my eyes, I can see a whole different world. Wow, yeah. that's what I want to do, man. Welcome to Evolve Your Body, part of the Evolve Your series of shorts that gives you real-world stories and ideas to disrupt your current thinking and spark new evolution. Today, I'm fortunate to be joined by uh, owner of Boundless Body and the host of Boundless Body Radio, my good friend Casey Ruff. Casey, thanks for joining us today on Evolve Your Body. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I mean, Casey, you've spent the last several years uh, becoming a true expert in the low-carb and keto uh, lifestyle. I know with your podcast, you interview a lot of people on this low-carb lifestyle, and uh, you, you've really just mastered this, right? So you know everything there is to know about low-carb and keto. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely would not say that, but I've been uh, <laughs> heading, heading in that direction. And you were a big part of that. I mean, I... I kind of stumbled into this world and felt like I was getting pigeonholed as you know the person that was only doing like a low carbohydrate lifestyle and people started giving me the name of uh, Keto Casey. Keto Casey. <laughs> that's right. And I came to you for advice and said like look man I don't want to get like pigeonholed into this world and you helped encourage me to say like you know what like maybe you should like just own it and and really make this a part of you know what you offer and so you know ever since then I I, I, I guess I I tr I wouldn't say I know anything about it, really, but I, I, I've tried, I've dedicated my life and career to learning more about it every single day. And, you know, it's it's been a really interesting journey and, um, yeah, definitely learned a lot along the way and um, hopefully help some people. Well, I think what's cool is it doesn't matter how people want to pigeonhole you because I think people are always trying to classify and, and uh, you know, put us into a certain box. And calling you Keto Casey, you know, that's fine if people want to do that. But the reality is through your studies, you've learned so many different things about so many different things, right? You've gotten so deep into so many different areas. You uh, interviewed so many, uh, like a wide variety of guests about a wide variety of topics. And it's amazing every time you and I talk where you just blow me away or I'll listen to one of the episodes of your uh, podcast. I'll be blown away at the diversity of people that you have on there. So it's not that you only know about keto and low carb. You are an expert in it for sure, but you've learned about so much over this period of time. So who cares what people say about us, right? As long as we're on our, <laughs> on the right path for us, we're going to create the diversity in our life that we need to. Uh, yeah, but there that. are a lot of benefits with a low carb and a ketogenic lifestyle. And I think one of the things that you and I have talked about before is that whether it's ketogenic or carnivore or whatever people choose to, to utilize, each one of these lifestyles or diets are, they're, they're a tool in the tool belt, right? They're not necessarily something that someone's going to do for their entire life and you can never eat any type of carbohydrate again. It's a tool and it's a resource 
for someone, right? So talk a little bit about the what got you into the uh, the ketogenic or the low carb lifestyle. Yeah, sure. So um, the the whole concept was introduced to me almost a decade ago by um, Bob Sibahar. He's a coach out of Colorado. Um, our, our the company that we used to work for have worked with him temporarily, and he introduced the concept of um, using fat as a fuel source during endurance sport, which completely mm-hmm. blew me away because at the time, you know, it, it was unthinkable that you would not need a, a very high carbohydrate diet or a lot of carbohydrates while you were doing endurance sports. You, most people understand, like if you go out for a run or a bike ride or anything that's, you know, longer than an hour or so, if you're not fueling that workout with, you know, a, a bar, a gel, you know, some type of high carbohydrate drink of, of some kind, like you're going to run out of energy. And it, it was really a foreign concept to me that you could use the fat that we store inside the body as a fuel source. And once you teach the body how to do that, there's so much fuel available. We store hundreds of thousands of calories of, of stored body fat as fuel that, that we just, most of us don't learn how to use that as a source. And as humans, we're really good at storing it and we're really good at burning it when we're in the right state. And so, you know, again, that was about a decade ago that I started, you know, consuming more fat in my diet, consuming less carbohydrate in my diet and led me to where I am today. And, and I just think that for most people, what what most people are trying to do is they want more energy. They are hungry all the time. They carry an excess amount of body fat. And if we can teach them to burn the fat that they have stored on their body, they can get rid of it, which is again, what most people want. And we live in a world today that's really kind of unique. We've never experienced this as humans where it's, it's not that carbohydrates are bad necessarily. It's just that they're so available. You can get carbohydrates all day, every day, 365 days out of the year. That's a really new thing for a human. I mean, most of us have, you know, as, as humans, we should have like a summer, we should have a winter, there should be fruits and maybe, you know, honey or some carbohydrates available for part of the year. And then maybe not. And that's why we store so much fat to begin with is so we can burn that when the carbohydrates are not available. And then when we consume carbohydrates, we store a lot of fat, which is great because there's going to be a period of time when we're not going to have those anymore. And again, we live in this world today where you can go to the store and buy an apple 365 days out of the year. You can go to the, you know, Walmart and, and, go through the aisles and and buy boxes and bags and cans of all kinds of stuff. And who knows, you know, how long, you know, when was that made? How was it processed? All that kind of stuff. And then you can also drive to the corner soda store and buy a bucket of soda for $2 and have sugar cookies with it. It's just a different world that we've ever been exposed to. It's amazing how prevalent, I like what you said, that it is so prevalent. Uh, fat and, and, and protein is the hardest thing to find and get into our diet. And when, when I used to work with clients on a regular basis, I would say build your, build your meal around your protein first. Find your protein first because carbs are easy to find. If you can get your fats and your proteins first, then you're, you're going to be just fine. Now, I love what you said too, though, that it's not that carbohydrates are bad, but what's happened is we've become so focused on them. And when you eat carbohydrates in excess, you tend to, your body wants more. It craves more over and over and over again. 
uh, I was blown away. I think we had this conversation, we, or we started having these conversations probably a decade ago, like you're talking about. And I remember at, at one point, um, there was a gentleman by the name of Marty who worked with us. And Marty was a triathlon coach and was just, I mean, here's this guy. He was a true badass. He was a former, uh, what, general in the, in the Navy? I mean, a uh, submarine like captain. That. He was a yeah. submarine captain. Yeah. submarine captain yeah like nuclear submarines and he, and he was a uh, an endurance athlete a triathlete and i remember one day we were all sitting around and we were talking about this concept uh there was a guy that worked for our corporate office that he would always say eat fat get lean and marty had mentioned that he switched to eating a lot more fat and cutting carbohydrates out or cutting them down to nothing and he had gone on this long distance, uh, uh, I, I can't remember if it was like a trail run or if he'd gone biking or what it was. And he said, guys, I'd never bonked. I never hit that point where I ran out of energy. And normally at mile number whatever, because he had done this event before, that's when I'm trying to slam the goose and take all the sugary stuff because I, I'm running out of energy. He says, I had consistent energy all the way through. In fact, when I got to that point where I normally lose energy, I actually hit a point where I boosted up in my energy. And so I started to think, wow, this is there's probably something to this. And then you, you and I would talk and you got me introduced to Nina Teicholt's book, uh, The Big Fat Surprise. I listened to that on Audible and that changed my life. And I would say from that point forward, I went into a low carbohydrate lifestyle um, and actually went ketogenic for about two years. Mm. So I had a lot of great benefits from it. And now I rotate between low carbohydrate to ketogenic um, ongoing. You know, there are times where I'll have a higher carbohydrate cycle, depending on how my training is uh, with lifting weights. And it helps me to feel more full and I can train a little bit harder for a period of time. But for the most part, the low carbohydrate or the ketogenic works really, really well for me. So there's a lot of benefits to this. Um, weight management is one that we talked about. Uh, talk about a few other the a few other benefits of of uh, eating less carbohydrates. Yeah, so that's such a great point, and I love what you talked about earlier when you called it a tool. It's it's definitely something that can be used from time to time. It's not something you have to do all the time, but. Uh, yeah, some of the most most people come to a low carbohydrate diet for exactly what you mentioned. It is, you know, weight management, fat loss, that kind of thing. If people have tried to cut their calories and they noticed that they feel terrible, they're hungry all the time, they feel cold, their energy sucks, they're really moody, and they gain weight the second they stop they know that that kind of paradigm of just cutting calories doesn't really work. And so most people come to low carbohydrate because they, they learn over time that, you know, cutting calories doesn't work. And if you cut the carbohydrates, your, your body will keep its, its insulin lower, which is a hormone that tells the body to be in a fat storage type mode. And once you're out of fat storage, you're into fat burning. You can burn off the fat you already have. But it is really surprising for a lot of people what they notice oh. as, as a side benefit. Like most people come to a ketogenic diet for the weight loss or the fat loss, but they stay for things like um, mental clarity. Most people notice that their brain just kind of functions much better. You can think more clearly. Um, they may stay because their joints feel better. I mean, an analogy mm. I'll give to people is like, take, take a bowl of sugar and water, 
put your hand in it, kind of mix it around and feel like the stickiness. Now take your hand and put it into a bowl of flour and water and put it in there and kind of feel the like the gumminess of it. And then kind of put your hand in a bowl of water and oil, like a fat and notice that it feels like really smooth and like well lubricated. And I don't, I don't think that's a terrible analogy for how people feel inside their bodies when they're consuming a high amount of sugar, a high amount of flour, a great point. those kinds of things, those gum up the joints that mm-hmm. causes a lot of inflammation in the body. Um, you know, gut issues is a really big thing. A lot of people with IBS, IBD, Crohn's disease, they're not, taking frequent bowel movements, like the, that kind of stuff is so ubiquitous. We just think of that as normal since so many people experience it, but there's such a difference between normal and average. Average is just how people feel. And everybody's eating this like standard American diet that has so much flour, so much sugar, so much vegetable oil, this, all this like crappy inflammatory food. They're not eating a natural, normal diet that would be but inherently like lower in carbohydrates anyway. And, and they notice their joints suck, their digestion isn't right. Um, their mood isn't regulated well. So those kind of like side benefits, I mean, we, there, there's so many, we can talk about the skin. We can talk more about the brain. We can talk about the heart and heart rate and the parasympathetic nervous system. Like there's so many different other issues that people notice resolve once they get onto this diet. And a lot of people choose to do this for their entire life because they're not willing to give up how it feels. It feels amazing to get rid of it. Uh, I think one of the things that is difficult for people, though, is they're so used to being addicted to the feeling that comes with having a lot of sugar in their diet. And whether it's that massive sugar soda, whether it's that extra cookie, or what a lot of people don't understand because they're not looking deeper, they're not reading the nutrition facts. If you go out to a fast food place and you order, let's say, the burger and fries, the majority of the time, not only do you have this processed, refined, um, completely broken down uh, flour that's in the bun that you're eating, but they tend to add sugar to just about everything else. The, uh, the burger has sugar added to it as an addictive substance. And so it's amazing how much of, this, of these hidden sugars are out there, which also, I mean, sugar is a very fine molecule. Uh, can be hidden in a lot of different things, which increases your caloric intake. And so not only are you getting all of these extra hidden calories in a very, very easy way, but you're now putting the substance in there that is probably one of the most addictive substances on the planet. There's a reason why our bodies love sugar. It's because historically, we couldn't find it. We, it wasn't in abundance like it is nowadays. You know, our ancestors didn't walk around and say, well, pass me the table sugar. If they got sugar, it was maybe once a year. You know, we're talking two, 300 years ago. This stuff was not around like it is today. And it's very addictive. So I love how you're talking about all these benefits of the low carb and the ketogenic uh, lifestyle. What I want our listeners to walk away with today are some very, very simple tools that they can start to uh, implement. If they have not tried a low carb or a ketogenic uh, lifestyle, it's a hard thing to jump into head first and to feel great doing. And so there are some simple tools. I'd love to hear what your recommendations are. How does somebody ease into this? Sure. Yeah. So (laughs) that's such a great point. I think, I think the best way to think about a low carbohydrate diet is to start by not thinking so much about limiting the things you can't have 
but really focus on increasing the things that you should consume more. And you mm. mentioned fats and proteins. I think that's a great place to start. Just don't worry about the carbohydrates when you're getting started, but start by increasing the fats and proteins. Get more of that. One of the biggest benefits of a low carbohydrate diet is it, it should be fully satiating, which is different than feeling like really full. Like if you and I were to go out and, you know, do a quote unquote healthy lunch and we have a big salad with, you know, kale, chicken breast, maybe like a low calorie um, dressing or something like that. Like your stomach would certainly be full, but I think both of us realize like in two, three hours, we would be pretty hungry. Like you would definitely be craving food and want to have something that really hits the spot. You know, a few days ago, you and I went out to breakfast. We had yeah. avocado toast. They, they didn't like, <laughs> they didn't spare the avocado at all. There was tons. We had three eggs. Like that's a lot of protein and a lot of fat in particular. When, uh, like, just curious, like for you that day, when was the next time you felt hungry? Oh, probably. Let's see. I think we, so we normally go out at about seven thirty in the morning. Seven thirty, and so by the time we finish eating that, uh, to the next time that I think I actually wanted to eat something was maybe maybe three, four, five o'clock at night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I I'm, I'm not hungry after something like that, you and that's care. even getting the sourdough toast that they make right there in the bakery that we go to. Um, you know, the fats and the proteins offset that and it feels great. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest benefits is if you aren't hungry, you probably won't eat. And if you don't eat, you're burning fat. And so I really encourage people to start by focusing on the proteins and the fats to get really full and satiated versus just like filling your stomach with a bunch of bulk. After that, I mean, I think things like, you know, getting enough salt is a big thing. Most people are way under consuming salt. You talked about how sugar will always taste good. And that's true because sugar rewards you because you shouldn't find it all the time. It's like we talked right. about, like it shouldn't be available all the time. We've made it that way. Um, but salt will really self-regulate for taste that most people will relate to the fact that they, they can eat something that's like really salty and it tastes really good. And then like all of a sudden it tastes like, ah, that's a little bit too salty. That's how the body will tell you when you've had enough salt, but most people are way under salt and most people don't realize how much getting salt will help you not have so many sugar cravings. It, I, I like um, Dr. James Nicolantonio's way of thinking about it, where it's like the two white crystals. If, if you get enough of the one, the salt, you won't crave as much of the other, which is the sugar. So getting enough salt, getting, yeah, getting a lot of fats and proteins. And then over time, I think letting the carbohydrates reduce, not only in the amount that people consume, but also the frequency in which people consume them. So I don't mm. think it's a great idea to have a low amount of carbohydrates that spread out throughout the day where you're still consuming them, you know, three, four, five, six, seven times a day. I think trying to get the frequency down to maybe like in, in one meal, you have a limited amount, whatever that is for you. I think focusing on, on getting, you know, the carbohydrates as low as you can tolerate and as infrequent as you can tolerate can be some of the most beneficial things to start with. Yeah. So sometimes on the ketogenic um, protocols, you'll hear people say, well, don't go more than 30 grams of carbohydrates a day uh, because you, that's, that's what it takes to get into ketosis or, or maybe it's as high as 50. 
I've read also 100 grams. And so I think sometimes people get focused on those numbers, but I love what you're talking about that start with adding. It's all about getting more protein, getting more fat, then add some salt to what you're getting. And then little by little, you can start to pull those carbohydrates back to see how you feel best. Listen to your body. Don't just go off of some arbitrary number that somebody's thrown out there because everybody's body is different. How your body processes food is different. Your muscle mass is different. Your activity level is different. It's about getting in tune with your body and listening to your body. I want to go back to salt for just a second, though. We're not talking about this Morton iodized salt, right? There's a difference between that and other salt. Um, The quality of salt really matters, not only to the taste, but also to how how it functions in your body. So what type of salt do you use? Yeah, that's a great question and and such a good point. I yeah, I there's there's two main ones that I use um and it depends on what I'm using them for that I'll use them. So the first one that is my primary salt that I use for most things is Redmond's Real Salt. Um got to rep them. They're a Utah brand not too far away from here. It's a yeah. salt that comes from an ancient sea bed. And so it's technically a sea salt, but it hasn't been an ocean for millions of years. And so it hasn't been polluted. There's no plastics. They don't do anything to it. So it's a really natural form of salt. We've had um, the pleasure of interviewing Daryl Bouchard, who is a representative of Redmond Real Salt on our show a few times. Actually, we, we talked to him about salt. We've also talked to him about dental products, which is really fun. Um, and he even he recommends like you don't have to choose our brand, but choose a natural brand of salt. There's a lot of great salts around the world that you can use, you know, the gray salts in France, um, you know, different salts from Hawaii. There's a, there's a lot of different kinds you can use. I really prefer Redmond Real Salt. I think it tastes great. I think it goes great with a lot of different foods. The other one is a salt that you introduced me to, which is Malden salt, which I really love. It's a oh, bigger yeah. salt. My favorite. Um, oh, so good. It's big and flaky and crispy. I, it, this sounds weird, but it's almost like a great snacking salt. Like that's the right, one that I'll take right. if I'm doing my backpacking trip every single year. I'll fill up a little vial with a few grams of this like, you know, kind of thick flaky salt and I'll just snack on it as I'm in a totally fasted state and, you know, walking 10 miles with a backpack and I, I don't crave any food at all. Like if my energy stays really good, it's a really easy one to kind of snack on. And it's a really great one to finish with. So those are the two that I prefer, but don't feel like you're limited to those two. It, it could be whatever kind that you like and you really enjoy the taste of it. It's funny. I think you and I talk so much and we tend to absorb what each other um, (laughs) does. Uh, Those are the, those are the two primary that I keep in my cupboard. Now I have a few others that I use, but Redmond is my go-to with just about everything. Uh, Malden is my finished salt. I will use the smoked Malden salt from time to time if I'm making a steak and putting that on top of it. Uh, But yeah, they are, they're phenomenal salts. Uh, Well, Casey, I think we've got some great tips for our listeners that get them started in this low-carb ketogenic lifestyle. So on that note, folks, it's time to wrap up this episode of Evolve Your Body. Casey, I want to thank you for joining me today. How do people find you and find all the great stuff that you're doing? Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here. Um, They can always just go to our website, which is myboundlessbody.com. Um, they can book a free 30 minute consultation with, with us. They can send us a message. We're happy to help people, um, in any way possible. So yeah, that's usually the best place is just the website, which is my boundlessbody.com. 
Awesome. And you can also listen to my balance or to, excuse me, to boundless body radio. Casey has about uh, three episodes or so a week that he drops. He's got a wide variety of guests about a wide variety of topics. If you're interested in the low carb ketogenic lifestyle, you can jump on. I think this, uh, I have listened to a lot of podcasts. There's very few that I keep on my rotation. And, uh, in fact, I think I, consistently only listen to about two or three and and boundless body radio is one of those two uh so it's a phenomenal podcast so for our listeners jump on over there and, and listen to the episodes that casey drops uh so thank you very much casey for jumping on and thank you our listeners for disrupting your day to spark the evolution of your body you're fantastic and now it's time for you to get out there and evolve